you're listening to the Coaching Matrix private podcast with Amber Smith. Hey guys, welcome back to the private podcast. Today I'm sharing the Pro Coach Program's um, talk on marketing. And I talk about principles that work, and I really want you to pay attention to the principles that I teach, not just the nitty gritty details or the trends, because principles can be applied to any type of business, any situation of business. I hope you enjoy this. Um, And I know that when you commit to marketing every day, when you commit to being a student of marketing, you will thrive and you will create the business that you want. So without further ado, let's jump in. Because today we're talking about marketing and it's going to be a really cool conversation because I believe in lots of different ways to build your business. Like I was just talking to Abby about building her business off social media. I'm going to talk about principle, like we talked about principles that work on social media or in person, because you can like, even if you have an Instagram or something and that's your primary way, like you could, you could also assign clients at the grocery store. And I really want you to be thinking like a coach who's always creating clients that's marketing. But I'm going to share a quote that I love with you first, uh, because this is how I've built my business, basically. (laughs) Create your own source of built-in happiness. Walk around as a whole happy person needing nothing. Then come from this place of wholeness, of self-reliance and independence and love others. Not because you want them to love you back, not because you want to be needed, but because loving them is an amazing thing to do. To me, this is marketing. As coaches, we have tools and ideas and ways of being and living that are very valuable. And when we come from not needing them to say yes, we can actually serve a lot better. And it's also very magnetizing. Um, If you think about people who show up in your DMs wanting something from you, like you're immediately turned off, at least if you're like me, (laughs) versus someone who's in your life that needs nothing from you, but is doing something super cool in the world and you want to be a part of it. That's how we want our clients to feel about us. That's how I hope you feel about me, right? Like we have these relationships that like, it just feels good to be with them because they don't need anything from us. And so that's how I want you to think about market, like marketing, even the word marketing, just notice if it brings something up in you. Um, for me, it used to, now I'm, I've more neutralized it, but in the beginning marketing felt like this, like mysterious thing that I wasn't good at. (laughs) Right. And, um, when it's mysterious and we want to be good at it and it feels daunting, we end up treating it kind of weird. And so I love this quote for those of you just jumping on, like I just read this quote, but definitely read it. Cause this is how I, I see marketing. Um, we want to come from a place of not needing anything from our clients as a coach. We have the goods, right? We have the things that they want and we don't have to feel entitled. And we're going to talk about that today. Um, and like, we have to like, you know, sell it hard or anything, but they want to be with us. And so we don't need anything from them. And that's a really good foundation to start our conversation about marketing. So this is how I see marketing, like what marketing actually is building relationships, serving, loving people, telling people the truth, solving problems ahead of time, sharing new perspectives, helping people get results, being useful, affecting change, spreading awareness, showing what's possible. If marketing gives you the heebie-jeebies, if you think about marketing and you're like, oh, like, I don't want to do that. Think of one of these things instead. How can I be useful to a human today? How can I love someone today? How can I share a new perspective today? Um, If that's more useful, use it. 
But when I think of marketing, this is what I think of, especially building relationships. I've never signed a client outside of building a relationship with someone, even if it's one-sided in content, in a conversation. Like I imagine when I record my podcast, like I'm in the car with this person and we're just chatting, right? It's still a conversation. And if I think the way you think about marketing really affects the way that you market, and so if you've been thinking about it as this like heebie-jeebie, big, scary thing, or this annoying thing, or this yucky thing you have to do to build your business, I want you to try on one of these things instead. Um, there's a really good book called This Is Marketing by Seth Godin. And he talks about it as just affecting change. And I love that because for me, I'm sure all of you guys have your own reasons for being a coach. For me, like, I think we talked about this on one of the calls, like it sounds really big, but I really believe in elevating the consciousness of humanity, right? Like I want people to be living more consciously. Coaching to me is the best way that, that has been shown to me. And if I get caught up in how to market that, I miss opportunities to do what's on this screen, which is like affecting change, loving people, helping them get results ahead of time. And so I want to talk about the difference between actions and feelings, because it's really, really important to have both in alignment. Um, and so you'll see just two different lists. You're going to notice it's pretty basic. Most of the things, if, like if you're in a program like this, I bet you've heard marketing before. You've been exposed to copywriting ideas and calls to action. Like this isn't new, right? Like the most of what you are seeing on the screen and what we've talked about isn't new. One, are you doing it? Like, especially the list of actions. Are you having conversations? Are you making calls to action? Are you initiating relationships, which is the most uncomfortable part? Because even like, think about people who run, like I don't run ads. This, obviously this program isn't about running ads. I really believe that you can build an amazing coaching business without ads, but ads, it's the principle that's true, right? They're initiating relationships with people. So if you're not running ads, if you're not creating content and saying, hey, here I am, this is how I help you, like it's going to cost you your business eventually. And actually, I was just talking to Abby about this, about renewals and referrals, like that happens, but that doesn't happen without initiating the first relationships. Um, entitlement is poison to our business. When you hear coaches talk about how easy it is for them and how, you know, um, they're just like, they're, they're attracting clients and they're making all this money and it, like people are coming, I guarantee what they're doing is not how they started their business. And so you have to be so on to yourself is the actions you're taking relevant for your phase of business. And you know, it's relevant if it's working and if you're getting the results that you want, <laughs> if you're not getting the results that you want and you hear this coach talk about how easy it is for them to get clients and how they've barely showed up online and they're barely sharing their offer. Cause like I see this online and it's a disservice depending on where you are at in your business. I mentioned when I was like newer, a newer coach, I was really scrappy because I wasn't exposed to all these coaches that were talking about how easy it was. <laughs> I was like, well, I have to be meeting people. I have to be telling people how I can help them. And um, they have to know who I am and what I do. Right. And so I didn't get caught up in this, like, it has to be easy and Zen and alignment over everything. And I'm going to talk about alignment today because I believe in the spiritual components of building a business and being in alignment, but your actions have to match where you're at in business. If you're listening to this and you either don't have clients or you don't aren't fully booked and you don't have like a stream of people coming into your world, 
it's really important to be under yourself about the actions that you're avoiding, like initiating relationships one-on-one, -on -one, like being in people's DMs, serving and like getting to know people um, because you can't skip that part where you're having conversations yourself, where you're just like attracting. Like that's, uh, I think that's available and awesome and possible once you've done this, this action work. Um, there's a really good book, I brought it. It's called How to Get Clients by Steve Chandler. I highly recommend you read this. And there's another one, it's called, I don't have it, it's on my Kindle, so I can't show it to you, but it's called 37 Ways to Boost Your Coaching Practice. That's also another really good book. And what I listen and read Steve Chandler when I need more of like that massive action component in my business, because both are required. Um, and that being said, I highly recommend you study him, but I also want to talk about the importance of being in alignment with your feelings, right? The fuel you experience that pushes you to take action should be love, belief. You're going to see on the right side, I'm talking, I have a list of feelings like inspiration, certainty, um, and I, and I really believe in the importance of doing the inner work to feel all those things before you go and take actions. And that power duo of feeling love and certainty and belief, and then creating relationships and making offers and calls to action, all of that is like rocket fuel for your business. Um, I like, this is one of the things that I believe about marketing is that it's just simply committing to massive and aligned action. And massive, it actually, like I should have said micro, because we're going to talk about usually the action you have to take is small, but it compounds over time. And a lot of the time, this is something that I really believe in too, is that it looks like it's not working. You're going to make an offer. You're going to have a consult even, and either people are going to tell you no or no for now, or they're not going to be interested. And you, the secret is that you just keep doing it. You keep making calls to action. You keep showing up. Like truly that is the secret. It is not sexy. Marketing is about building a relationship over time. I think about it like um, dating, right? Like a lot of people draw that conclusion and talk about it. And I believe in it. It's not just what you do one time. It's what you do over and over and over again. That's going to make your coaching business thrive. I, I'm not going to go all into it. Like, in fact, I would just screenshot this and come back to it yourself, but there's a huge difference between aligned massive action and passive or frantic, chaotic, desperate action. And it might, it might be what I'm talking about on these lists, but it might be different for you individually. You have to know for me, consuming content is how I know I'm in the passive action. Listen, I could listen to podcasts all day starting a conversation with a potential client or making a call to action on my stories or sending an email is a lot more uncomfortable than just listening to Russell Brunson in my ear, right? Or like listening to a course that I've bought. And so you have to be onto yourself about how this looks like for you, because there's a lot of passive marketing too, like posting on social media is passive. But when you add a powerful, strong call to action or follow up with someone who's been in your DMs, or get on a consult with someone and make a bold offer. That's a different experience than just kind of being available as a coach, right? Or if you're um, kind of like uh, Steve talks about, so Steve Chandler is of the school of thought where like he doesn't recommend social media. He's like, you should just use your direct network. If all of you guys have a network right now, are you serving them? Are you making bold calls to action, like inviting them to a coaching call with you or a consultation with you? Are you inviting them to read your blog? Or, because it can be smaller invitations too, but it's always that uncomfortable risk of re rejection, right? a no. 
most pass or most massive action includes risk, which is why we don't like to take it. Right? Like either being embarrassed or people thinking you're crazy. If you're on Facebook, maybe your grandma will see it. Like all the all the drama our brain comes up with, it's because of risk, and that's a really quick way to know: am I in passive or massive action? Was there any risk involved? Um, because if you want something you've never gotten, you have to do something you've never done, and usually repeat that over and over and over again. I'm going to share um, this simple formula because when I think of marketing, for me, I think of like part of that is content creation and initiating in the form of online business, not required. Um, but I think that this applies to emails you send, um, the way that you start conversations with people, hook, story, offer. Russell Brunson drilled this into my head long, a long time ago. So when you don't know what to post, when you don't know what to talk about or how to share your offer, hook, sorry, offer. It's a very simple framework that always works. And in fact, you're going to see this all over the internet now, <laughs> right? Any, every ad, every um, email you get. So you can break this down. The hook could be your email um, subject line. It could be the first sentence of your Instagram post. It could be the title of your podcast. It could be the email headline that you send a friend to invite them to a coffee chat, right? Like there's so many different ways the hook appears. Is, is it interesting? Is it captivating? Um, does it make them wanna read more? And the best test I can give you is like, does it make you want to read more? Ask, ask yourself. And then the story, this doesn't necessarily mean like you're telling a story, although I strongly believe in stories. I know Mariah is super into stories and sharing um, and she has a lot of great information, but I believe one in storytelling. I think it's important to tell your story and client stories in the form of testimonials or results they've achieved, results you've achieved if you haven't worked with clients yet. But this could also be just content that, that adds value. Um, it could be like three tips to weight loss, five ways to make your marriage better, um, three ways to increase your income. Like it can be just the content, the meat of what you want people to know. And then the offer, like I said, don't waste good content without a call to action. In fact, some of my favorite coaches, like if you listen to their podcast, I'm thinking of like the Life Coach School podcast or Stacey Bayman's podcast at the end of her um, of their podcast, they always have the same call to action, right? Join self-coaching scholars, join 2K for 2K. Russell Brunson always has a call to action at the end of his podcast too. I have a call to action at the end of my podcast. Like you can see this repeated in people who are successful. Do a quick gut check. Are you doing this? Are you including calls to action? It's a simple thing to do and it's a simple thing not to do. And that's the secret of life, right? That's a secret to weight loss. That's a secret to a healthy marriage. That's a secret to good relationships with your kids. It's your secret to good finances. It's the little things that are easy not to do that you just choose to do. And it seems easy because it's like, well, I'm just going to do this one um, this one thing, like this one story and like, I'll sell tomorrow. It, it's so easy not to include just a little call to action, like DM me to schedule a consult. But what's going to make the difference really is just putting in DM me to schedule a consult over and over and over again. Um, Mariah, I just saw your um, chat. I call the, those things the stories of possibility. Yeah, I love that. I don't know when, when you said that, but I love the stories of possibility. Very cool. Okay, so this is like the, the meat. <laughs> this is like what you're actually doing. This could also be like, I'm thinking if you're like talking to a person, like um, I think I mentioned that I signed like a real estate agent client. This was still valid 
when I was in a real life conversation, we're sitting at my kid's t-ball team um, practice. And she's like, what do you do? I said, I'm a life coach. And she, that was like the hook, right? I didn't like say I have an online business. I, oh yeah, I can work at home. I hooked her by saying like really powerful, like I'm a life coach. And she's like, oh, like Jen Sincero. And I was like, yeah, like her. And, and then we got into a conversation, which I would put in this, in this framework, the story, right? I told her about results my clients get. I tell her about what I do. And then I made her an offer to schedule a consult with me because she was like, could you help me with my real estate business? And I was like, absolutely, right? This framework works in person, in your, in your stories, in your emails, in your podcasts, in conversations, hook story offer. If you feel like you're struggling with stuff, just come back to this basic thing. All right, so what this can look like, I wanted to give you like an, a sample because a lot of you guys are selling consultations, which is what you're actually, like your offer is for a consultation. It is not necessarily for one-on-one -on -one coaching or a group or your PDF or whatever. It usually, especially if you're just beginning or if you don't have as many clients as you want, you're, you're selling the consultation. Your offer is for a free call with you. And we kind of talked about calling it something interesting. In fact, is Shirley on here? No, okay. Shirley's been like experimenting with all these like different ways of calling her consultations. And it's been so successful for her because it's not just like schedule a consultation. She's calling it like a relationship breakthrough consultation call, a time management consultation call. Like she changes the name of what she calls the consultation, which is an offer in and of itself. Like the five P's we talked about, do it for your consultation calls intensives, mini sessions, um, I'm trying to think of other names, breakthrough calls, coaching experiences, two hour deep dive. Like there's so many things you can call it, but it's so important that that's what you're selling, especially if you're selling one-on-one -on -one coaching um, in, your, in your content on your emails. Let me see the chat, message audit. Yeah, see, perfect. Like, it's not like they're jumping on this free call with you waiting to be sold to, they're getting value. There's a promise there, like we talked about in the five Ps. So you want to make sure that you use the hook story offer framework with the powerful promise in the offer about the consultation call. We're going to go deep into how to run a consult on Wednesday. This is just about getting the word out, right? Um, another sample would be like an application. If you're a little bit more advanced and you're wanting an application for clients, you're selling them to fill out the application, then you'll get in touch with them. Um, there's lots of different ways this can work. But I recommend having some sort of process because um, you want to make sure that they're a good fit. I have experienced this, unfortunately, firsthand. I, I used to have people that they could just pay and they would just skip talking to me. And the reason I don't recommend that I either recommend an application or a consultation is because you want to make sure you're not going to put yourself in a situation that you have to backtrack. I had to backtrack. I had to process a refund because she wasn't a good fit. And I learned I need to have either a consultation or an application to make sure we're a good fit. And so I strongly recommend it um, if you're doing one-on-one -on -one coaching or like a, a higher ticket investment for people. Now for groups or for like, like why sell the coaching matrix or something lower ticket, if you're having, I'm trying to think like a course or something that's not one-on-one -on -one coaching, that's like a high level investment or a high level relationship, you can skip that and just have a sales page. Um, which you, we can like replace this with like sales page, right? Like they just fill out the information and pay and then they get access. Either way, you're pushing people to this middle ground, the application, the consultation, the sales page, go check it out, go read more, enroll today. Um, and then you get to repeat 
yourself. And this is kind of what we talked about the micro effect or the micro compound effect, right? Like the tiny little actions compounded over time. How many times have you listened to people sell you the same thing over and over and over again? Even if you said no, right? Like even if you're not a part of self-coaching scholars, right? Or what other, what other uh, offers you're hearing over and over again that you're not a part of, that's okay. That's going to happen to you as you are selling your offer over and over again to people too. We trust their timing. We trust their ability to say yes when they want it. But you have to put out those hooks over and over again so that when they want it, they bite it, right? They take action. Are there any questions about this process? It's straightforward. Like I said, a lot of the stuff we're talking about today, it's probably not new to you. You're probably already doing this. So my question, we're going to start changing. If you have, go ahead and ask any questions. If you have them, I'm going to keep moving on until then. I really believe this statement. Every process works if you work the process. I learned this playing basketball. My coach was like, this play will work if you work the play. And um, because we were having some problems in our, like, our execution and my, one of the teammates, like my teammates was like, I don't think this play works. And she's like, it works if you work it. And I, I like, distinctly remember her saying that. And I was like, I believe that. Marketing works if you market. Making calls to action works if you make calls to action. Consultations work if you have consultations, right? Like it, it will work. How committed are you to it? One of the things that I really believe in is the difference between being here to see if this industry works, to see if social media works, to see if in-person works, to see if what, like what insert whatever you want there to see if it works versus committing to it until it works. And that's a really powerful distinction. I remember that feeling in me when it shifted, when I was like, everyone who's successful has just been in this game longer than I have and have committed to failing more, trying new things more, evaluating more, like risking more. And so I want to invite you, like, where in your business can you take this up a notch and risk more and be more intense about your offers and like getting no's? Because to me, one of the things that Russell Brunson really taught me was the importance of direct response marketing, which means you get a yes or a no right after. And so like I'm thinking of social media, for example, like if I put a call to action in my in my stories, like DM me or listen to this podcast or sign up for my email list or whatever, I'm looking at my measurements to see, did that work? Did people actually take me up? If I put a link in my email, how many people clicked on it? Because if no one clicked on it, that was not a strong enough offer or a strong enough hook story offer framework. How can I make it better? How can I tweak it? How can I, you know, like, why did they click on this one? This one was very simple. They clicked on it. This one was complicated. Okay, I need to make it simple. It's like a, a constant experiment. And one of the things I really want to share with you is there's no failed experiments, only information that you can use. Either you got like, and I, I just released a podcast on Friday about like capitalizing on failure because I believe in this, but you have to be willing to look. And this is something that was hard for me, like, especially if you're a perfectionist or um, you, you are hard on yourself, it's hard to actually look at the results you're creating with honesty. And so you might just like, I'm not going to look or measure. I'm just going to keep doing my thing and it'll work out. <laughs> and it's such a disservice to your future self when you're not willing to look when you're not looking, willing to evaluate, to get help, to get people to look at it, um, 
or even just to like be open to changing something or improving something. It's a lot easier just to pretend it's not happening and just truck forward. It's a lot harder to actually take a look and evaluate and call yourself to a higher level. And so when I think about this, the statement like work the process, I think that includes evaluation with love, with curiosity, not judgment. So when you're looking at your email list and you're seeing who unsubscribed or who clicked, or you're just analyzing the results, notice if you're in a place of judgment or if you're in a place of curiosity, because marketing works when we evaluate with curiosity and love and then implement the next phase, right? Implement what's better, but it requires a lot of self-love, a lot of certainty in yourself. Like I'm willing to figure it out. I'm trying to think of other statements that I would tell myself, like I haven't figured it out yet. I tell myself that a lot still. I'm figuring out how to sell the coaching matrix, right? I'm figuring out how to sell one-on-one coaching or I'm figuring out how to sell this consultation. But that requires you to look at what's currently happening with an eye of like, I'm going to use the word critique, but I, I like like curiosity a little bit better because I don't want you to feel like we're judging or this isn't good enough. It's like interesting. Like I'm so sold on the fact that I can help people. I know I'm a really good coach. I know that, you know, this offer is going to change lives. I'm so interested why this email got no consultations. I wonder what I could do differently. Where, like, did I use a hook? Did I have a compelling story? What was my offer? And then like, just being so curious about what's working and what's not. I'm gonna drop some truth bombs and then I'm gonna take some questions and coach you guys, uh, whatever's coming up for you. Truth bomb number one, if you don't know what to do to grow your business, you simply haven't been curious enough about the people you can help. This will like light a fire under your butt. <laughs> because if you've been making your business about you, marketing feels yucky. But if you make it about who you can help, it's like the most natural thing in the world, right? Like a lot of people use the um, example of like the cure for cancer. If you had the cure for cancer, you wouldn't be worried about what you look like selling it. You would be knocking on doors, posting it everywhere, trying to find people who needed your solution. Really compelled. How compelled do you feel about your coaching and just coaching in general? Is it life-changing? Is it transformational? And if you aren't quite there yet, do the inner work, get the coaching or journal or whatever to believe in it. And then you're, and then it's going to just feel like the natural progression. Like, of course, I have to tell you about it. It's like the next best thing you've ever heard of, right? Trip on number two, marketing is more about compounding micro action than it is about one grand action you do randomly. I have a tendency, I have like that shiny object syndrome. I don't know if you guys have that. I'll have these big ideas and I um, would like launch something new and launch something new and do all these things. And I would try different things that were exciting to me. But what I found works really is the micro actions of being in people's DMs, serving, building relationships, making calls to action, compounded over time, and then strengthening my ability to copyright um, sales. We're going to do go into more of like the energetics and tactics of sales next month in the coaching matrix and make it rain. But I really want you to know like the micro actions of marketing is working. Whether you see it working or not, it is. There's people who are following you, who are consuming your content, who are deciding right now, and maybe they don't make the decision for months, whether you are the coach for them. Your job is to keep showing up for them and to keep compounding your effort. I really saw like one of my coaches, her name is Melanie and Lair. I love her. Her Instagram is alpha Fem, in case you want to go look her up. And she talks about this idea of like pineapple season is coming. And actually I can't show you, but on my vision board, I have a, a picture of a pineapple to remind me of this. 
because she talks about pineapples, like they, it takes like 18 months to grow and it looks like nothing's happening, right? So if you plant a pineapple every day for 18 months, nothing will happen. But then in 18 months, all of a sudden you get a pineapple every single day if you've been planting every single day. And I really feel like that's the goal is you're planting seeds so that you create a coaching business that can sustain you and whatever goals you have, whether it's full-time or part-time income, whether it's leaving a job, whether it's making hundreds of thousands of dollars, whatever it is, you're working so that you can re like really harvest the pineapples. Who, who do you want to be in that time period between the planting and the harvesting is what really like, that's why marketing is such a mind game. I spent months not do like not having any results, but I planted seeds every day and then I got to harvest and I, it's like a continual process of that over and over again. So when you send an email and no one responds, what are you going to make that mean? Are you planting seeds or is it a failure? <laughs> right. And the way that I look at marketing is like, I'm always planting seeds. There's people who are consuming my content right now. that will hire me one-on-one -on -one next year. And I'm good with that. And I actually posted this on my stories. And there's people who are going to hire me this week who started following me years ago. And so it's a constant, like I'm planting seeds and I'm harvesting. I'm planting seeds and I'm, and I'm harvesting. And like, kind of like that first quote I shared in the beginning, like I'm good either way. I just love people and I trust their timing and I'm taking care of myself so that I don't need people to say yes to my offers. I don't need that. I love my life. I'm good. I'm taking total responsibility for my business, whether individual people say yes or no. And that is a really powerful stance to take as a coach, right? We don't need people to say yes to our offers. We're just compounding our action. We're focusing on what we can focus on. We're controlling the controllable and we're committed to it over and over and over again. Truth pump number three. High quality clients are created in a conversation with you, but only always. <laughs> I really, really believe this. If you don't know what to do or if you're stuck, have conversations. It's the most uncomfortable thing. And it's the only thing that's going to get you the clients that you want. So like back in the day, like what this looked like for me was DMing people, not about my offer, not about, did you see this, what I'm doing? I think you'd be a good fit for it. I didn't do any of that. My, my conversations literally looked like, your kid's so cute. Oh, you're traveling to so-and-so. Like, I've been there. I love it. Oh, that's a good book. I love that book. It was not about me. It was literally just a connection. It was just me initiating. If there was a chance for the conversation to continue, that was great. And if not, I was doing my own thing, right? I let things progress naturally with my people. If they want more from me, I, I'll engage more. And if not, I let it be. But I promise it's in the conversations that your next clients are going to come. The conversations you're having now are the conversations hopefully you feel inspired to create after this call. Um, that's like what I really, really learned from Steve Chandler, that the book that I mentioned earlier and The Prosperous Coach, like a lot of books that I really resonated with. I just applied to social media or you could use it in real life too. Conversations. This is why one-on-one -on -one coaching will always have demand because there's nothing like it. There's nothing like getting a conversation where your sole focus is on the person in front of you. Give them that gift before they ever hire you. Pour into them, focus on them, love them. Um, in fact, one of the clients that I just started working with, like she voxed, she found my, vo I don't even know how she found my private, <laughs> private voxer, but she voxed me and was like, hey, can you help me um, with this like mastermind I'm launching. And I just sent her a quick boxer back. I honored my own boundaries. I just gave her a few ideas and then let it be. She launched a mastermind, 
create money. And then later she came back and hired me one-on-one because I was focused on serving. I wasn't trying to like manipulate her. I just was having a conversation, serving with some boundaries, which is important. (laughs) If you have questions about boundaries, put them in. Um, But like, there's a difference between like, I don't need clients versus like, I don't need clients, but I can help you. And I have an offer if you're interested. And when the time is right, we can talk about it. But for now, like within the context of my boundaries and what I can do when you're not paying me, I'm going to serve you. But it's always with the conversation. Always, always, always. (laughs) Trip on number four, you can never run out of people to talk to or people to serve, which means you can never run out of possible clients. There's like 8 billion people. There's people that you can help, whether that's on social media or not. You just like can't run out. In fact, one of the other truth bombs that I really want to leave you with is that you have everyone and everything you need to hit your goals right now. And can you really see that if you believe anything else, it's madness? Why would you believe that something wasn't right in your business to help you hit your goals? Or that the, the people weren't there? Or that it, like you didn't know what, what it would take or you didn't have the information or the, like the quality of coaching. It doesn't make sense to believe that it's outside of you. Um, and this was something that I think was huge for me when I was like really, really committed to creating six figures the first time. I was like, I have everything I need to do that. And it lit a fire under me because I started seeing my audience as totally sufficient. My current network, network, I still feel that way, as totally sufficient. You don't need more Instagram followers. You don't need a bigger email list. You don't need to meet new people. You already have literally everyone, whether they, like kind of we talked about at the beginning, me and Abby were talking about how we're always getting paid. Whether they pay you themselves as a client, whether they share your post on social media and someone else finds you and then hires you, whether they refer their friends to your program or whatever, you have the ecosystem right now to hit your goals, including the goal you made for this program. Notice when your brain says things like you don't have enough followers. BS, (laughs) right? I have like 1500 followers. And I've made multiple six figures with my current audience. And so I just wanted to share, like, you don't need to grow your Instagram. You don't even need an Instagram, right, Abby? (laughs) Like, I have clients who aren't on social media at all growing a coaching business. Like, it doesn't matter. Because when you find sufficiency in your current network, your current group of people who love your work, or, or even if they're not familiar with your work, but they know you, you have enough people. You also have enough mindset stuff. Like, you have the grit. You have the resilience. You have the experience, you have the coaching tools and experience that you need. Everything is sufficient. You have what it takes. Nothing is outside of you. And that includes like, even like people who are pursuing a certification, like you can start coaching before, um, truly, because why else would you believe, or why would you believe anything else? Because it just limits what you can do right now. And it limits your drive to help people. When you just believe that you have everything that you need and you can help people, you're going to get out there and, and serve. Everything else is just a block or a limit, like a limiting belief that you have of signing clients, of making money, of growing. And so be so onto yourself if your brain is offering things like, well, you don't have the right people. You're just not connected enough. Um, you don't have a big enough following. You don't have enough thought work. You don't have the right certification. All that drama is just BS blocking you. Bring it back. You have everything right now. And then you get to do all that, the thought work of like, if you do have everything right now, why isn't it working? Or why aren't you getting the results that you want? Which is what we can coach on. Um, so I'm going to open it up for, for coaching right now. Um, 
because I think like we talked about, it's pretty, the stuff is basic. There's, there might be a few tweaks and we can do that here on this call too, about your copywriting or your offer, the clarity, the details. But what I've noticed a lot about marketing is all, it's all between your ears. It's all your, your own doubts and fears. So I'm going to open it for coaching or questions um, right now. Who has a question or wants some coaching? Or if you just want to work through your offer too, that's totally fine. I have a quick question. All right, Mariah, let's do it. <laughs> um, I have like been struggling on this call because I'm like, want to be curious, <laughs> but mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I've done that. Yeah, I've done that. Mm -hmm. I've done that. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> and yeah. so what I, I mean, I don't want to go to like what's wrong and all that yeah. drama, but I'm like, what? after a elongated period of time, what do you do? Tell me about your offer right now. Uh, it's a six month offer. For who? For coaches that, I like to talk about coaches that have made some money in their business, but they're nowhere near the hundred K. Mm -hmm. um, they've attracted some clients. So they're pretty good. They, they know, they have a good idea of who they want to work with just really want to like hone in and attract more of those people. Mm -hmm. And tell me about the people you've worked with who has said yes to your offer. Um, well, I've tweaked it since because the, most of the people that were saying yes, were looking for clarity and who they were working with. Mm -hmm. So they were kind of wanting more clarity in like their niche and like that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so through that, I was like, yeah, that's not really what I want to do. That's not really, that's not really what I set out to do. Mm -hmm. So, um, I kind of, I have upgraded it or changed it since then to what, to what I was just describing. Okay. And it's not work. Like your brain is saying it's not working. Yeah. I mean, I what don't are know your what, results. What else, what else do you say when you haven't had anyone sign up for okay so that's like you got super, you've, super you've had zero life. clients yeah i've had general life coaching clients approach me um here are they there. coaches no okay so you've Not had non-coaches reach out to you about general life coaching mm -hmm. how did that happen um the one the most recent one she just she knows me from church and she yes. just said, she just said, I felt so prompted to reach out to you. And, um, what, what do you charge? How do I sign up? I mean, it was just like that easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. Okay. So tell me about, um, your price right now. My price right now for six months is 6,000. Okay. That's pretty good pretty achievable for business coaching. Do you call yourself a business coach? Uh, yeah. On my, um, like my Instagram bio says life and biz, biz coach. Yeah. Okay. And how often do you talk about them making money and signing clients as the uh, promise? Almost every time I feel like, mm -hmm. I mean, even as you were talking, I was like scrolling through my Instagram. I'm like, mm -hmm. I wonder how often I'm really doing this. Like, am I, yeah. and yeah, I would say, I mean, I didn't totally keep track, but yeah, the majority of my posts are 
making an offer of some kind, like DM me or get on a consult or this, like talking mm-hmm. about the different things. My next question is how many people are you initiating relationships with behind the scenes? Like not on your, like not in a post, but in your DMs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's another, that was one of the things I was like, yeah, I feel like I, I mean, I could do better for sure, but I mean, often I'll be like, Oh, just comment on whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I love that book. Oh my gosh. That's my favorite. Yeah. Whatever. Or I mean, I feel like I do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does your brain offer on like why it's not working? Um, what does my brain offer? Um, It's hard to answer because I think for so long, I've just like, we just got to stay consistent. We just got to keep going. We just got to keep, we just got to like, you know, keep believing in it. Um, do you mind if I go to your Instagram right now? Yeah. Done, I'll do a little audit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually, okay. That, that my brain just kind of had some clarity on that. Often okay. my brain tells me I need I need to know the how more of like how I specifically help my clients. Mm -hmm. That's sometimes what my brain wants to tell me. And do you have an answer? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I help through the different, the different content or curriculum I've put together that helps them pull out their message, pull out their why uh, my mindset coaching that helps them find their blocks that helps them um, understand understand not only like what they are trying to say but also understand why they're not saying it mm-hmm. so the different exercises and things I do take them through helps them do that yeah do you love your offer still uh yeah yeah I I actually feel, I mean, recently I've been like thinking about it more. Mm-hmm. I've, I've made it longer recently because I felt like when it was shorter, I was like, people, clients were leaving and I felt like there was so much more that could have helped them or, mm-hmm. or they weren't quite at the point I wanted them to be. So that's why I changed it to six months and I feel a lot better about six months. Yeah. Yeah. I like working with my clients for six or 12 months for very similar reasons. Like we just got started. <laughs> Wait, don't yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. so much more. Um, yeah. And, then, and I also felt like I was constantly trying to sell renewals. And yeah. so I was like, I'm constantly trying to sell renewals and I should just make my first offer longer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's good. Okay. Tell me about the people. Tell me about your best clients so far best clients so far um you loved working with and she also got results that were cool um okay I, I feel like it's hard to say again because those were the the people i'm thinking of that are coming to my mind were in my shorter program mm-hmm. and it's okay and so I feel like the results maybe weren't super obvious yet again, because the program should probably should have been longer to begin with. Mm-hmm. Cause when I first started and I was like, I'm going to help you clarify your message. That was, I was, it was only an eight week program, but yeah, that's short. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was short. Um, they shared a lot. They were really open. They were, um, they brought a lot to the coaching calls. In other words, like a lot of things just going on in their lives. You know, they, um, they, they viewed it as, or I don't know if they viewed it this way, but that's like how it happened. They like wanted help on lots of things. Um, and that's how I view it. I mean, I really view it as like a holistic thing, right? Like, yeah, you can get, if you get coached on one thing, you get coached on 40 things is what I always say. Yeah. (laughs) I totally believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I really believe that. So these people were like, you know, anything, any, you know, any help they needed. Um, It's interesting. Now, just as I'm saying this out loud, it's like these people kind of viewed this, this clarification or the help that I was giving them or this program of like clarifying your message. They kind of viewed that as the answer. Mm-hmm. You that like you were just saying, like everything's inside of you. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt like they were waiting for all the pieces to fall into place for it to be like, okay, now, yeah, now I, I've got it all together or whatever. Like now I've got the, the, I don't know the word for that, but you know, like now I've, now I'm ready or something. Yeah. I've, I've experienced that too. Like, because I have business knowledge, sometimes people will come to me because I have the business knowledge, but it's never about the business <laughs> never about the business knowledge it helps like as you know like it helps but it's not yeah, the yeah. thing yeah so if I were just to ask you like if you had to tell me this answer why are people not saying yes to your offer people saying yes um possibly they don't they're not clear or convinced that like the point b is compelling enough Tell me me more about that. Um, Like the promise, the promise of point B is maybe (laughs) not talked about enough or emphasized, or it's just, it's not compelling enough to them. Like I haven't shown um, evidence maybe, or shown shown enough that they can trust that I can take them to point B maybe do you, do you just believe you can take them to point B um yes yes I say it like that because um I think I've I think I've said different things of point B I think I've changed point B like more clients or attract more clients or help you create content that will connect. Um, and so I think, I think maybe changing that is, is the, is, cause what I, what I think I really can do is help them just have so much like magnetizing confidence Yeah, in their, in their content. That's what I really feel like. And, and sometimes so I don't this is great. That. So that's the benefit. Yeah. What's the meaning of that? 
um, meaning of having like magnetizing confidence? Because I'm just going to be really honest, Maria, I wouldn't buy magnetizing confidence. Right. But I would I buy. That, I haven't said that. That's okay. what my point is. My point yeah. is I, have, I don't say it that way. Yeah. I say it like attract more clients or create more clients or um, have con or, you know, create content that connects to connects to your clients. Like I, those are the things I've said, mm -hmm. not, not, I don't talk about Magnus. I, I think that in my brain. Yeah. If they're, if your clients were to tell you what they're struggling with, what would they say? They would say, um, it's hard to, it's hard to put all the things I know how I can help and all of it, like explain that clearly. It's hard to like put that all together and, um, share, share what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, or it's hard to know exactly what to say when I go to create content, it's hard to, um, yeah, stuff like that. The other question I have for you is if you were like a fly on the wall of their house, what would, what would you see them experiencing? My brain is not really coming up with anything. Um, I can tell you what I think you would see because I've been there. Mm -hmm. Scrolling, double checking my email, double checking my DMs. Mm -hmm. Think who liked my picture. Looking at who's watching my story. Watching that other coach. Maybe I'll listen to this podcast or this course. Now I'm just going to avoid my business and I'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been there as well. Like you write something and then you come back and you're just like obsessed with like mm -hmm. who's commenting or yeah. checking it. Yeah. Checking the status or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that feels right. part of our job is as coaches is to like believe that coaching is the solution that they're looking for. <laughs> right. Um, for us and for them. But one of the things that um, I'm going to challenge you on is like, how can you make your promise a little sexier, like compelling, right? There, there's a reason that weight loss sells so well because it's sexy. There's a reason that money sells so well because it's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like the big results, the things that people want. Mm -hmm. And so we don't want to shy away from it. We want to be authentic and in, in integrity when we talk about it, but we also want to be honest about what is possible. And so if you're, if a client came to you, your ideal client, someone who's making a little bit of money, right? Not making the amount that they know they're capable of. I've been there too. This is when I hired my first one-on-one -on -one coach. I was like, I think I'm actually more capable than what I'm creating. I want to invest high ticket because I know 
the level of support that I need and want is with a high ticket one-on-one coach. There, this is your ideal client, right? Mm-hmm. They're done with programs. They're like, I need some more specific empowered help. Yeah. How do you talk to, she's in her power. Cause like, I would not identify at that time. I would not identify with a struggling coach. That's not how I would have identified. Right. Yeah. I don't, so I, don't, I don't think your ideal client is struggling. What, how would she like talk about her situation? She's like, I know how to sign clients. I know how to make money. That's how she would say it. Yeah. Like she's seeing some success mm-hmm. and she sees like the momentum and wants to like amplify that momentum. Like I've, I've done, I've, I've done this and now I want to reach, reach more people, um, get it more streamlined, I guess, or, um, this is one of those examples that I was talking about. Like, we don't want to try to say it the perfect way. Cause that's not, not helpful, but I think identifying that this woman is a really powerful person. Mm-hmm. She's probably already wanting and seeking a place to invest. That that's how I see the, especially as a business coach. That's how, that's the only way that I would choose to see my clients is like, they're wanting this mm-hmm. because they want probably like my guess is like your ideal client is wanting to cross six figures. That's where she's at. Right. Like that's like on her agenda. Possibly. I don't feel like I can make up that promise because I haven't done that yet. But that's where, that's what you speak to. Right. Yeah. You're you're wanting to hit six figures. You're not saying I'm going to help you hit six figures by Mm -hmm. By helping, like milestones are really important as business coaches. I don't necessarily believe that six figures is the end all, but it gives them a marker for like, this person is for me, right? And this, like, I haven't hit six. I know a lot of people who haven't hit six figures yet, but that's like on their goal list because it's just a marker, just like losing 10 pounds is a marker, (laughs) right? It's just something that their brain is looking forward to. Um, I'm looking at some of you guys on this call, like I'm trying to think of other ways to tie this in, like leaving a career and choosing a different career that's more empowering, like the marker or like leaving their job, right? Like things that they're seeking that feel scary to claim for us as coaches, but that's what they're wanting. So you're not promising, I'm going to help you hit six figures. It's it. what you use that as is like, if you're a coach and you're wanting to hit six figures in the next year, you're going to need to know exactly who you serve. You're going to need to be able to articulate, which is your zone of genius, Mariah, is helping people articulate things and, and using stories and words mm-hmm. like a word wizard <laughs> and drawing it out. I'm not wrong, right? That's like your zone of genius. And so um, mm-hmm. how powerful would it be to have them feel called into that six-figure version of themselves? Of course, they invest $6,000, if they're embodying the person who's going to hit six figures by understanding how to sign clients powerfully by using their words, like that's what you do, but like you have to tap into that belief. And that's something that might, that's like on your edge, right? If you haven't hit six figures, but you're calling to someone who also hasn't hit six figures, how do you serve them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's still speaking to the person that identifies that way. 
I identified as a six figure earner way before I hit six figures. I think that's who you're speaking to. Cause I knew I was capable. I knew I wanted it. I knew I would do any, like, I knew I wasn't going to stop until I hit that. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to people to speak to me. Like I was struggling. It was like calling me to rise. And I think that that's where you're at too. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're geniuses. They're already doing great. Mm-hmm. You help draw out the articulation of that <laughs> with their messaging. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah. In general, like if you had to list three emotions that you feel about your business in the last six months, like what were, what have been the emotions that you've experienced? Mm. Six months. Wow. Like every single thing on the spectrum. I love it. Take, take three. <laughs> <laughs> like if you had to pick dominant, dominant feelings. It's January. I mean, things, things have been like way, like steered in a much better direction, but, um, um, there's been confusion. There's been, um, there's been enthusiasm. I mean, I, I feel like there's like, I, I, even with the confusion, I feel like I come back to it. I come back to like grounded centeredness. And I'm like, no, this really is my zone of genius. This really is where I can help. This really is what, what I can do. Um, and there's been a lot of curiosity, I'd mm-hmm. say too. That's good. Curiosity is a really powerful place to be. So one of the things that um, I think is going to be interesting for you to play with is like how many different ways can you cast the vision for this person, this powerful woman who's on her way to six figures, who is you, right? One of my favorite things about the coaching industry is like our content is for us first, always. (laughs) Like there's that saying that's like philosophy is biography. I'm sure you've heard that before. Like when you read something, it tells you a lot about the person writing it. And so really you're speaking to yourself just as much as the clients. And that's not a problem because you're doing the work you're here, willing and able to do this work, to lead them. I know that, um, let me, can I interrupt you real quick? It's so interesting. You're saying that because I feel like actually a shift I've made is to stop speaking to myself. Tell me more. I feel like a lot of, I mean, I've been at this for a long time. And a lot, I scroll back way back in my Instagram and I'm like, oh my gosh, my, my Instagram was like a journal more than it was more than it was a, you know, (laughs) bold, like empowering, like call to action for other people. Mm -hmm. And I actually helped, I actually helped have helped clients with this as well, making the Mm -hmm. switch to, to a reflection type posts to more of this bold promise type posts. So it's interesting when you say that because I'm like I feel like I'm more helpful when I step out of that that like the content is first for me first well it's not like a journal like I, I I guess tell me about the content that was felt like a journal like was it reflective was it yeah, philosophical? just like more it's like more um, reflective more um, introspective it was more just um yeah, just like there wasn't, I mean, sometimes I read those old 
things and I'm like well yeah like I don't even know what you, I don't even know that was me writing that a long time ago and I don't even know what I was trying to say <laughs> yeah but I think that like I think that the style might be different but the content is for you too it always is or else we like we have to take our own medicine first yeah now, okay. this, I mean I get what you're saying yeah. yeah the style like I don't it's not a blog it's not like a like a personality blog where you're sharing like it's not like real life tv it's not like that Mm-hmm. I would say it's embodied wisdom that you've experienced first. So okay. yeah, I'm like the fact that you're that. getting coached, the fact that you're not giving up, the fact that you are willing to try this until it works and that you're finding ways to articulate your offer. Like there's wisdom there for you first, that is going to be really powerful for your clients too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get what you're saying now. I totally, um, um, yeah, totally. Yeah. I think the style is the same, but like, can the truth be really raw? for you mm-hmm. can the what say that one more time the truth be really raw for you so like the thing i'm thinking of is like when you felt really confused by your business or frustrated can you go there and what wisdom can you extract and then write content for this person who's trying to make their way to you right now hmm. i think everyone's ig started like a journal you're your first best and forever client right Ember? yep yeah (laughs) yeah but I also like also also think at least the type of coaching that I'm involved in myself like I'm on my edge all the time and what I go through I'm not surprised when a client goes through it a couple weeks later like Mm -hmm. weeks I'm like of course I'm the perfect coach for you right now like I just walked through this maybe at a higher level but something very similar right And so I don't think it's bad to like lean in and it's like, what lessons am I learning myself that can be relevant for my clients? Like it's, I could, like, I look at people's IGs so differently because I know the content they're posting is relevant for them. Just like my content is relevant for me first. Why is it on my mind? Because I'm, I'm working through it too. Maybe, like I said, maybe at a higher level, but it's, it's important to like show yourself that mirror so that you can see your best content is going to be for you too. Mm-hmm. And maybe mm-hmm. you have more mastery, more understanding than your clients. And that's why they would want to hire you, but we're all just humans on the path of progress, <laughs> right? Figuring mm-hmm. it out as we go. Yeah. Now, I think what we're like, I think what you mentioned, which is important, is like speaking like an authority, like an expert versus blogging or sharing, like being like a influencer, like I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. Like that's different than I've embodied this and I've gleaned wisdom out of this struggle. And now I'm sharing what I learned with you because I'm an expert, because I'm a coach and I know how to lead you because I lead myself every day. And that's where like the stories for me, because I love stories so much, come in. Like mm-hmm. telling the stories where that is told powerfully. Yeah. And and stories are just more palatable, palatable for people. I mean, yeah. and stories help people relate and stuff. So okay. Okay, this is all really good because I actually am gonna have a challenge coming up about stories. So this will be Perfect. Really good. Yeah. And I love what Abby just said, and we could be an expert without being condescending to our people. So we speak to them in their power. Yeah. I think that's really, really important because that's why I like, you know, there's different ways to write that you can write. I, you can write you, you can write us. The content I love to consume is the us content. 
Like when we are on the path, when we do this, when we as coaches, I really resonate with that content. So I write a lot of that content. When you read a post, it's like, you need to do this. You are struggling here. You can do this. It feels condescending. And so I really like, I like the I and the we, us content. And so you might just even look through um, your content, not you, Mariah, I'm just talking about you guys, um, and just notice like, one, how have you been writing? I, you, or us? And what kind of content do you like to read? I, you, or us? Most of the time it's going to be I or us, right? It's, it doesn't feel good to be like, you're struggling with this. You need to do this. You, you know what I mean? Um, and of course we go in and out of all three. Cause sometimes I'll, I'll empower people like you can do this, right? Like that would be the appropriate time to say you, cause I'm empowering. Um, but just notice and be so keen on like what content you resonate with and what content lights you up because that's what you're an energetic match for. And that's what you want to be creating. Cause that's the secret sauce. <laughs> It's like what you're an energetic match for is what you're going to create in your life. So it's a good, um, good thing to keep an eye on. All right. Thank you, Mariah. I'm excited for you. I don't give up because I think it's just one of the things that I've learned is it's, it's probably not your offer. It's just the way that you've been talking about it, which is so relevant for what you do. Yeah. So find the way to talk about it. And I think being compelling and I would, if you're a business coach, you're selling, helping people make money. That's it. So always be bold. I really think speaking to the person who's about to make six figures in the next year is your person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Anyone else want to come on and get coaching or work through their, their stuff about marketing? Anything goes. I just had a quick question about the, um, so for, um, so for selling our one-on-one coaching, Mm -hmm. um, we're like, when we make our, our offer, we're actually offering the consultation or like the mini session or whatever. Yes. I I decide to call it. Um, uh, you mentioned just like, And I agree with this. I don't, I don't like getting on a call and then realize I'm getting sold to. Yep. So is it just like a matter of being like, Hey, like you get to get something out of this consultation, but also about what's next. Yeah. Okay. I think being transparent is a really, just a really good way to sell. It feels good to be transparent. So yeah. like if you're selling this consultation, like a breakthrough consultation, you can say you're going to walk away with these three things from the call. Like mm-hmm. you're going to know where you're getting stuck. You're going to know what to do about it. And you're going to have like tools so that it's not just on the call that you get relief. Like you can take it into your life at the end of the call. We'll talk about what's next and how we might work together. Mm. Okay. So it's still valuable for, for them to come. Yeah. Okay. I need to watch that back. But thank you. <laughs> that's that's okay. what I need. Like <laughs> practice it. Like it's not, um, yeah. I've made that a calls to action a lot. So, um, yeah, you, you got to practice like, it. You got to just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. But I think being transparent is really just a good policy, right? Like if you're going to sell, let them know. Yeah. Cool. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Any other questions?
If not, I will close. I will share my parting remarks. <laughs> if you if you think of something while I'm talking, go ahead and let me know. But I'm just going to share some final thoughts with you guys because, like, you have that. One of the things that I really am grateful for at the beginning of my business, I found Russell Brunson, who taught me to love marketing more the thing more than the thing. And that bothered me for a little bit, but now I really, really believe in it. If I love coaching, I have to love marketing coaching, like truly see that the people, and I learned this. So the first like personal development business book I read was called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of it. And so I kind of got obsessed with um, Robert Kiyosaki for a little bit. Like I, I like was under his mentorship, you know, read all his books, watched his YouTube channel, all that stuff. And there was a reporter that was like, kind of questioning him when he created a best-selling book and she's like your book is like kind of mediocre like I feel like my book was way more well-written than yours like how did you become a bestseller he's like it says best seller not best written and I was like oh my like I had a huge brain epiphany I was like the people who win the game aren't necessarily the best coaches you guys and it's so important to know that that you can be an amazing coach but because you haven't learned how to market it you aren't able to coach and it actually has nothing to do with each other. They're different skill sets, right? Good marketers and great coaches are separate. When you can learn how to be an amazing marketer and be an amazing coach, like you'll always have clients. And so I believe in being a student of marketing, like truly, like do the work. Like I still study marketing and business because I know that this is like a lifelong game. I also know if I want to actually coach, I have to market. I have to be a marketer. And so I don't want you to like be overwhelmed by this conversation. I hopefully like am inspiring you. That's like my goal to study marketing and to be a student of marketing and to practice it. You can't just study it in your mind. You have to go and apply it. And so my challenge for you today is do something you've never done in your marketing today. Um, one of the things that I, I'll just give you like one of the things that I did a while ago, this was probably a year ago now. I like got on my stories and didn't put any words, didn't put any captions. And I just talked to the camera and I said something like, and I was like, I've never done something like this before. I'm going to do it. And I just talked to them and I was like, Hey, if you're listening to this and you're actually listening, cause I'm not putting any captions on this for a reason, you're really interested in what I do. And I want to invite you to schedule a one-on-one consult with me to talk about working together. And I scheduled consults and I signed clients from that one story because I was really bold. I was believing I was doing the principles. I did the hook story offer, right? Like the hook was, I don't, not putting captions. You have to listen to this. Right. And so I was speaking directly to these people, but what that taught me was there's always a new thing you can try. There's always something you haven't done. It's never over. You're never stuck. You're never in a corner. There's always something you can try to market different when you're tapped into the curiosity of your client and the love for them, like why aren't they getting the results that they want? Can you reach them? Can you try something compelling to get them to take new action, right? For a lot of you guys, their new action is going to be signing up for the consult with a stranger on the internet. How do you get them to do that? How do you help them feel safe enough to reach out to you, right? And I think that's like the game we play with ourselves is like, what do you love about people who market to you? How can you adopt that and apply it to other people? Um, because that's that's just the game over and over again. Like I said, the micro, micro things over and over again and being willing to be wrong, being willing to try new things, being willing to be here until it works. That's what's going to get you to where you want to go. On Wednesday, we're going to talk about the consult, like the way that I run a consult, the mindset, some of the questions that I ask. I still am going to give you the same spiel, which is if it doesn't work for you, leave it. Like 
it's my philosophy and I want to be really clear about that because there's lots of different sales philosophies but that is what we're going to be talking about on Wednesday so I'll see you then until then keep creating content keep making calls to action keep creating clients and conversations and then we'll do a quick check-in at the end of the program to see did you create what you said you were going to create if you did great if not why and get we can get curious so all right I'll see you guys on Wednesday bye